Good morning, everyone. Okay, so we were just talking about a nice blessing that we've received as a body of believers uh, for our worship here at Norwood Free Methodist Church. And welcome, by the way, if you're listening online, I'm AJ, and this is Norwood Free Methodist Church. And uh, ironically, as we ramp into the holidays, um, I feel like God wants to visit something that gets focused on and pressed upon this time of year. But as as I often say, um, there's different ways of doing things. There's God's ways of doing things and ways everybody else wants to do them. So I got some cool truth today about giving and receiving. How we do, Brian? Doing all right? Yeah, fix the audio this week. Um, I want to say this: um, it's an important thing to understand this, like giving and receiving, and uh, but we rarely examine it. So let's poke around and see. I promise you, as as off well as always with God, that if we uh, if we can open our hearts and minds to this, it's going to be important to us in our day to day lives. And I love that He lets me be a part of that. So let's look how society has somewhat messed up the idea of giving. I'm going to start with some levity, but let's look at this picture if you can see it online, okay? Well, you can't. I'll read it. Some blogger dude says this. I got a, a thousand Mars bars in my fridge, and my mate, my bro, my bro has one in, one in his fridge. I pressured him into giving to a homeless person. This is how celebrity charity appeals work. <laughs> Do you not think it's funny? Now, he's from England where celebrity charity appeals are different, where they'll sit up there and beg you for your time, talent, and treasures while really not giving much of their own. You understand what I'm saying? No, I'm not saying they're all like this, but the idea of giving, I'm saying, has changed, I believe, from the way, uh, the way God set it up. In our culture, in the Western world, I'm just going to jump right into it, okay? And listen, don't, don't do what everybody does. Oh, I feel bad. It's the stuff he's saying I'm guilty of. Yeah, we all are, okay? Push past that and let's learn. Nobody's here to beat anybody up. That's not what happens here or even in the Bible. But mindsets can be twisted and lined up with God. Don't waste time on shame. That's not God. Okay, good. Let's do that today. In our Western world, though, sometimes our, um, the idea of giving that we've talked about can get out of balance. My first point that I came up with was this. In our culture, we have this mentality where once I'm all set, that's when I'll look to help out. That is how our culture sets up giving. That is absolutely true. And that just doesn't line up with God. Again, no shame for you all, but I'm saying culturally, the Western world has set ourselves up that way. And it's not biblical. And I've said before something like this. This is a counter idea that is more biblical. I've said this. Uh, It's only sacrificing, not giving, sacrificing when it costs you something. That's the word sacrificed, right? I mean, that's the word sacrificing. But giving can be the same. And that's where I think God wants to go today. Some would say that it's not pure giving, 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 if it doesn't hurt or cost you something. It's important to know that this Christmas season, because number one, I can't go past this, obviously, but when we celebrate the greatest gift that uh, unto us a child is born, go ahead, Bri, and unto us a son is given, right? This is, uh, when we get to the slide, this is, well, next one, (laughs) crap, Isaiah first, please, if I can. Um, Don't have it. Okay, I didn't do the Isaiah. During Christmas, they say, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, right? Well, that's, that's number one. The first one is Christmas. The second one is Easter, okay? Unto us a child is born, that's Christmas. But unto us a son is given, a sacrifice. But also, I want to show you the, the ultimate one right here is this. When you talk about giving, it's this. The most famous verse in the Bible, I would say, that God so loved you and me that he gave. That's the model of giving, okay? So as we're looking at giving and receiving and challenging thoughts today around Christmas time, um, the first idea of giving is this one here. Now, I can hear what you're saying. You, none of you are having this thought, but this is how AJ's brain works. But AJ, but AJ, he gave us the world. He gave us life. 
right? He gave us abundance. He gave us dominion over the animals. He gave Adam a helper. He gave Eve a, a, a partner and a head. So he gave us a ton of stuff, AJ. Right. But when studying the Bible and maybe other parts of literature, I don't know, look at the amount of time dedicated to these things, and it will let you know the importance. In other words, how many chapters did all of creation get in the Bible? Very few. One, two, niner, whatever. It's this much. How many chapters did the redemption of mankind get? The whole book. Absolutely. And all that because of what? Because of gave. So when we're looking at giving, don't just look at creation. Look at the giving of Jesus Christ, the giving of eternal life, the giving of fellowship with God as our model for giving. Cool? Cool. All right. This is going to impact our holidays in a very good way, I promise you. I'm excited about this. Um, okay, so it costs. So some would say, again, true giving does. It hurts. Now, I'm not dumping or downplaying giving out of abundance. That's something very important, okay? Um, it, it, it is important. Uh, you give something, and, and something gives back to you. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just looking at giving. And as a, after I wrote this down, have you ever watched the Friends episode? Where Phoebe, Joey challenges Phoebe and says there's no such thing as true giving because you only give and you always get back. Do you ever seen that? So she goes to the park and lets a bee sting her in front of his friends so he can look tough. <laughs> and she's like, Phoebe, you know the bee probably died, right? It's like, oh, man. Well, then I gave money to so-and-so. And, man, they smiled. And he goes, see, it made you feel good to give them the money. And she's like, darn it. And he goes, there's no such thing as pure charity, right? So he goes on and he tries to... Uh, He's actually on a charity thing where he's on a telethon or whatever. But being an actor, it was good for his career because he's on the camera. So what I'm trying to say is this. I'm not going to go with this high and lofty idea that the only real giving is when it really costs you or you get nothing back. That's not true. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm just defining the idea because that's, that's good as well. But I'm, going, I'm, I'm trying to come against that idea and say that, um, you know, it does. All right. It's out of balance to simply say giving is validated by pain. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is I want us to clear the idea out of our heads that giving can only come when it doesn't cost and doesn't hurt. That's what I'm trying to say. Because it's trying to line ourselves up with God's thoughts about giving. Do you know who gives the least to charity? Nationally, globally, throughout all of history. Do you know who gives the least to charity? The people who have the most. Let's look at a picture. I didn't make it up. I don't know if y'all can read graphs at home, but uh, charitable giving by income, the big divide, $25,000 or less are exponentially the best givers in the world. People make that, that less. 25 to 50, 8.7%, 50 to 75, 5.7. And then it gets into inverse right there. 100,000 and beyond, they're actually giving less. Now that's the chronicle analysis of the IRS's data. So that's not Democrat, that's not Republican, that's nothing. It's not Christian, it's not Jewish. It's those who have the most give the least. That's crazy, right? Something's out of balance, obviously. Oh, by the way, and not to sound like whatever, but I think I just showed us how we could actually take care of one another and fix things. If people on the far end of that understood what giving really was, it costs you, it's sacrifice. Get it? And they're even the ones that actually wouldn't cost the most of. But here's the worst part of it. And I know, I'm, guys, I'm being ambiguous for a reason. I'll land the plane. Isn't it strange how if you go over to third world countries, if someone falls on hard times, and I mean dire hard times, the people around them will obviously give to them and think nothing of it. 
You ever noticed that? You ever been to a really poor country like India, for example? They take care of one another for, for the most part, right? It's Right? You see what I'm saying? saying? A lot more readily sometimes than the people who have. And the reason that is is because I believe we've lost the idea what giving is. I've t- I said before, in our culture, we sit there and say um, giving only makes sense when it's all good. And I gotta be I gotta be set before I give to you. Now here's the weird thing, and then we're gonna kick it in with Bible. If you look at the end of that, and, and they can't see, it, but that's fine. Um, there's just more I wanted these guys to see. There you go. There was another one. Ah, look at look at look at there you go. I wanted them to see that even more over on the other side. The problem with giving, and this idea that I'll give when I have enough, is that humans are given the innate ability to never have enough. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And that's why that line does that. You and me can sit there and go, man, if I had $300,000, I sure would give. But then you get to $300,000 and that monster inside of you says, more, 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 more. Do you understand? And so that's why giving needs to be understood. It is not when you're all good, you give. Let's look at, uh, let's look at this. And by the way, I'm not asking for anything. I'm teaching about giving, by the way. Because you're ready for me to put out a big year-end offering or something. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying this. Luke says this uh, in the Bible. Not give when you're all set. In fact, it's the opposite. Give and then it'll be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it'll be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. Notice the order, guys. Our world says you get on the mountaintop first, then you start reaching down for other folks. And God says that is absolutely the converse of how I work. You give first, you start the cycle, and I promise you I'll be right behind doing what I do. I just showed you how we could heal the world. If people understood it across that graph and obeyed the Lord our God, everyone would have enough. Would have enough. Do you know that? How many, well, have I said before, and I always forget how many thousands of calories, but the earth actually yields enough for everyone on the planet to have so many thousands of calories a day. Do you know that? The earth gives enough food. But there are people dying as I speak because of greed, corruption, and one person feels that they don't have enough. I'll help others when I get enough. And I'll just paraphrase the Bible here. You fool, tonight your life will be take, called from you, demanded of you. Giving is not done when you have enough. In fact, if you want to live in the kingdom of, uh, of God, it's give first, step into my system, and I'll take over. That's how that works. And some, many people in this place have seen that happen. Is this a money talk, AJ? No, but I'm not going to run from it either. The greatest competitor for God in your life is not the devil or even you. It's money. It's what are you going to trust to take care of you? Right? What are you going to trust to take care of you? And you know what? You know what Heavenly Father set up? Like, do you know what our shield is from that? Giving. I thought about that this week. Um, the, 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 the insurance policy that God gave us. No, 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 no. The vaccination God gives us against the disease of greed, that's good, is giving. <laughs> it is. It really is. Because every time I write something out and I give to charity, to church, to whatever, above and beyond our tithe, because tithe, is, tithe is, is, is giving back his. I'm talking about giving. Anytime I give, it inoculates me against the greed bug and against the relying on that bug. Because you can't both give and rely on money. <laughs> you ever notice that? That'll knock it right off you. And if you've never tried it, try. Or don't. But if we don't give, God won't give to us. That's, it's that simple. So again, this isn't just a money talk. I'm looking at God's definition and example of giving. Now, another thought that would line ourselves up with God's giving would be number two. 
Real giving, and I like this one because it's very countercultural. Real giving is not done out of obligation or compulsion. Now, listen, I'm going to look at the ceiling. I want to, God is not coming against anybody. I am not I just, we all, I want to line back up to what God says and then make your choices and go home, okay? Michael Jr. is a comedian. He runs around big churches everywhere. He's a good Christian comedian. He's at, I don't want to say actually really funny like other Christian comedians aren't because there are some really good ones, but Michael Jr. is really doing well. And he told a story about how about a month ago he was in the Starbucks drive-thru. Obviously, he doesn't live around here. Do we have a Starbucks? We don't have a Starbucks, do we? No, Watertown. Watertown. No, Watertown. She's Arsenal Street, Watertown. <laughs> right across from the... <laughs> She's got GPS in her... <laughs> hey, but you like what you like, you know? But he was in line with... Um, he was in line at Starbucks. Gets there. Now, put yourself in here. And he gets up, and, and they're like, oh, hey, listen, the person before you paid for you. Oh, beautiful. He goes, in fact, you're the 26th person to did it. That, that, cool, thanks. And he drove away. Now, hold on now. I want to challenge you with something. I want to challenge you with something. I believe the only person who actually gave that day real giving was the first person. Look at y'all, like you know it. <laughs> because, yeah, but, right, but by continuing it on and by doing it out of compulsion, I don't, believe, I don't believe it's a blessed, pure gift. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you guys disagreed with me at one point. <laughs> Let's make this personal now, me versus y'all. Where I even said uh, family obligation, societal obligation. Well, you should go see grandpa. And I said to you, nay. Nay. I don't believe that's the... Oh, see, I lost you right there. Ha <laughs> ha, good. Merry Christmas, y'all. I don't go see relatives. I don't call people because I have to. And I'm not better than you. I'll get to my point in a second. I have to give it away. I have to give my life and I have to be ready at any time to be used of God to give as he wants me to give. And if I'm too busy with an obligation or this is what we do, then I've got no capacity to be God's hands and feet right here in my family and in the North Country. Do you understand that? Even if it's good stuff, put the money in the bucket thingy. Do that. Volunteer everywhere. I'm not coming against that at all. Kids get fed that way. Dogs get taken care of in animal shelters. But isn't it just like Christ Jesus to call us even higher as his kids and say that's not the highest level? So number one, everything is mine. Mine, 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 mine. I'm not going to do anything for anybody else, and I'm going to die with my barns full. That's option one. Number two, I feel bad. Those people are watching. I'm the 21st person in the line. Oh, I always get gifts for so-and-so. Whatever. I should. I should, so I do. That's number two. But there's a third, and it's this. Father, Holy Spirit, what would you have me to do? I don't have to do anything. I'm free. I'm set free from the law, even the law of my family, even the law of traditions. Didn't think about that, did you? <laughs> I'm free from all that. Now, what do, I, what do I do, Father? Come on, guys, you get it? Yeah. Do you know what Holy Spirit's going to have you do? Probably above and beyond. But when you do it, you're not... What, 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 I don't think I even have it. The, I do have the Luke slide, but hold on a second. When you're giving, don't do it to be seen by men, right? Now listen. I have it, but I don't. Jesus says this. When you're giving and giving your gift, don't, be seen by, don't do it to be seen by men. Are we all familiar with that? Otherwise, I'll take the time to put it up. Now when we read that here, we, we think these people want to be recognized. They want to be famous. And they want to... Hold on. What if they're doing it just because everybody else in the room did? And they're like, Jesus, I don't want to be the guy who doesn't do it. Yeah. I just came across that this week. 
Jesus said, don't do that. Jesus actually came against number two. But do, um, I think I have the, the next one, which says this. Uh, do what you're doing in secret. Don't let your hand know what the next blah, 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 blah. Yeah? And the Father will reward you. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. So you're giving maybe in secret. Then your Father who, who sees what is done will reward you. You, you, see, you see what I'm saying? So again, the slide before I left out, but don't be doing it to be seen. Well, sometimes being seen just means I did what I was supposed to. I don't want them to judge me. And it's like, okay, if you're busy filling obligation, we're not always following Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit will often lead you into places that do that. I get it. Get it? Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's just a different approach for, for life. Give without compulsion, with a cheerful heart and not to be seen. And also look at the bottom one will reward you our society another thing oh i'm going to get there in a second my favorite part of the show our society doesn't like to talk about the fact that god rewards people why how many sermons have you heard about the crowns in heaven that we get and why a couple well you're podcast junkies like me did you know that you're actually storing up treasures in heaven did you know that when you get there god is going to say to you well done good and faithful servant i actually didn't want you to live as a monk, that, that didn't get you any points to not have stuff. And, and I wanted to bless you with stuff. And, and if, if it lines up, I, I'm happy to bless my kids. There are rewards for giving, right? Why don't we talk about that? The India thing, I said it out loud and I gave you a real glimpse of, I'm really, really vulnerable with you, but I said something that really could have been used against me. When India came up, when we could buy clothes for uh, the kids in India, and I said to you guys, I didn't even think about it and censor myself. I'm like, here's an opportunity to give you guys. Remember? You remember that? And I was like, oh, because it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm going to give to that in a second. Do you know how cool it was to be able to give? Here's how I know. Here's why I'm like this. And this might even sound selfish, but God wants us to do this. When I saw that opportunity, I was like, yeah, I want to jump on that before somebody else does. Because God will bless me. Do you get it? Now, listen, some of you got uncomfortable with that. I didn't make the system. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken and overflowing. Give and it will be given to you. I showed it to you. So when I saw an opportunity to give, I was like excited. You want to know why? Because I like receiving too. But you know what that is? You might call that greed. I would call that faith. If I give, I know he's going to give to me. Did you get it? This isn't even a giving talk. <laughs> like I said, I don't even want that. Number one, we can hoard it all. Number two, we can just do what we're supposed to do. Enough to satiate our conscience. We did the thing. Or number three, you can boldly step out and say this. Holy Spirit, give me the opportunity to give. Because if we understood in the Western world, that was my whole point, what giving truly is, we would, we would trample over each other to give, not to get. Do you know that? Black Friday would be totally the opposite. We'd be struggling to bless each other, knowing that Father God sees and is proud and there's a blessing inside of every time we give i want to talk for a minute you guys gave me some time today so so chill what is the the, the beatitudes what do they say blessed are the right and does anybody remember the greek word i used there i've used it like 12 times for you makarios do you remember that blessed means this full of god acting like god god's presence with the heartbeat of god blessed Giving has more in it than just getting back materially or rumbly jumblies in your heart. Giving actually, there's something inside of it that actually unlocks a, an intimacy between you and God. Do you know that? 
Because number one, I'm going to wrap up this part right here. When you're giving, it's almost like uh, in the Beatitudes, you, you'll be sons and daughters of God. When you give, especially without compulsion because you have to or to be seen by man, when you give out of a cheerful heart, you're acting like God at that point. And when you act like God, the two of you draw nearer to each other. Does that make sense? I know it's ethereal and it's hard to kind of put into words, but it's almost like you're walking on in stride together. And that is how you can see a genuine Christmas miracle type thing this holiday season. If you put aside what you have to do, what you feel like you need to do, and you literally just go to Holy Spirit and say, I heard, and I want to be part of that. I want to give. I don't have any list of things to give you. I don't have any people in need. I don't want you to give here. Go. Be like your dad and give. Now, number two, receiving. This is going to be even harder than the first one, <laughs> especially for some folks. My definition of receiving, Joe, is this. Freely accepting, taking possession of something without tallying the cost or a debt. I just came up with it, and I'm going to stride this out for you. In other words, has, have you ever given someone something, and they say something like this, oh, thanks, 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 I'll get you back later. You ever hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, hey, I, blah, 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 blah. That's called deflecting. That's called deflecting, and it's a way of deflecting the receiving. Here's the problem. Not receiving something well cheapens the giving, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> giving and receiving are just as important. God wants us to become excellent at both of them. And someone can be the greatest giver in the world and a terrible receiver. And let me, let me just shoot that out of the sky as acceptable, as pious, or as, as godly, because it's not. And let me just do that. I want to explore this for a second, okay? Not receiving well cheapens the giving. So why do people do that? Why do they deflect when somebody gives? Oh, geez, really? I couldn't. I can't. Really, I can't. I can't take that. I can't, really. Or as I said, thanks, man. I'll get you back later. Yeah, I'll pay you back. Or don't worry about it. Right? Or here's another one. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You didn't. And people are going, I know I didn't have to. I know I didn't have to. You didn't have a gun to my head. I understand. But we're doing these things. Number one, next time you start doing it. It's to satiate that yucky feeling that isn't good at receiving. Okay? That's what it is. Because receiving, receiving is something that puts a real lens or a mirror to the deep things inside of us. And leave it to God to take a gift, take a, a sermon about giving and receiving and go real deep inside. Really? Isn't that cool? I love that about him. Something as simple as like holiday giving. And God's like, oh, that reveals pride in your heart. What? <laughs> Lord, it's just a package. Nothing's ever just as it seems. The physical mirrors the spiritual. You ready to come with me in the fourth quarter here? This is going to get difficult. You good? Oh, a couple of you. Cool. I'm there for a few of you. A few of my favorites. They... I'll tell you what. It shows a lens. It can hurt someone's pride if you try to give them something. And guess what that is? It's called pride. Okay? I can do it. I don't need your charity. Whoa, 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 whoa. Does that sound like God's idea of receiving? No. No, actually. That's going to be one of the main things people chant as they're let off to pay for their own sins. Did you know that? I've got this. I can do it. I'm good enough. That's what's going to lead people to, to their own eternal torment. I'm good. I don't need it. I don't need help. I don't need your charity. Jesus. I don't need you. Ooh. Gift giving can receive a lot. Of, or gift giving can reveal a lot of things inside of us in receiving. I don't need it. I'm good. Humility is able to see that. Ready? 
Value is not tied up in having or not having a need. Humility says this. Value is not tied up on having or not having a need. In other words, if hard times come and there's a need and it can be received, humility recognizes that just having a need met in any way is a blessing. In other words, I don't always need to meet my own needs. As long as it gets met, it's a blessing. That's humility. You know folks who can have a dire need and they won't receive a gift. They feel like they have to work for it. And that is pride. Humility will realize that all good gifts come from the Heavenly Father, Father of Heavenly Lights. Come down. All good and perfect gifts, right? Whether I work for it and it's the fruit of my hands or hers. Whether God taps her to give to me or me give to me. Receiving, okay, is a, a, receiving is a godly characteristic wrapped up in humility. I don't care if it comes from you or it comes from me. If I have a need and it's met, it's glory to God. All blessings are for God. Pride says I got to earn it. Now let me turn it up a little bit. Pride also doesn't receive well because it doesn't want the other person to have one up. A lot of times people don't want to receive because they don't want to feel like they owe anybody something. That's true. Real talk. Sometimes that person doesn't want to owe you anything and, and, and get back to it. Because I said this. Real receiving. I set you up. I, I gave the definition that said this. Freely accepting and taking possession of something without tallying the cost or a debt. I was out to lunch with, or not, <laughs> with a friend of mine a while back. Uh, he's actually in the ministry. And I had paid the week prior couple whatever whatever and then uh i went to pay the second one and he would not have it and i was like cool there tiger <laughs> i totally i asked you to come out to this thing like i, I would i'll be happy to pay he's like no no and he's counting out his money he's like, i don't i forget exactly what he says so i'm like oh, i don't like to owe or i don't want to be behind or or something like that and i was like oh that's a receiving problem right there bro because you were never going to owe me anything and if that that he basically alluded to like it would have bothered him if he didn't pay and i was like it wouldn't have bothered me and between the two of us i was in a much better position to do so it made a lot more sense for me to do that i would have been giving out of abundance and i was like that's a receiving issue right there bro and so i let it be don't get me wrong but let me tell you something how we receive will reveal a lot about us guys um let's finish this up we're almost done are you ready for the real tragedy in this not receiving well robs the person of several things not receiving well robs that other person of the joy of real giving, the joy of obedience to God, and the blessing of giving. So let's do another slide, whatever it is. And everything I did, I showed you. This is Paul talking. He says this. Jesus himself said this. It is more blessed to give than to receive. There is a blessing in giving. Are you ready for this? It is more blessed to give and receive. Luke says, give and it will be given to you. But Lord, they wouldn't take it. Father, I tried to give, and they wouldn't take it. Right? God says there's a blessing in it for you. He says give and out. And then what if someone, you, won't receive? You just stole from that person the blessing that comes from giving. Do you understand that? I hope you all never thought about that before, because when I did, it put me on the ground. If I don't receive well, I just stole the blessing God's trying to give them on the back end of the give. It's not even about me. Right? Which is like what I said. I selfishly want to give to India because God's right behind me keeping faith to his word he's going to give to me well what if they said no we don't want your money then I don't get the blessing from God do you get it and that sounds selfish like I said but I'm pretty sure when I get up to heaven and God says hey you really believed in the systems in my word didn't you so much so that you like worked the system yeah Lord I don't think he's going to be mad about that 
because I also, well, it's true. I also work the system of sowing and reaping, trees, plants, shrubbery, tomatoes. He's not going to hold me accountable for that, right? He's going to say, wow, you truly leaned your life in. Told you before, um, belief is saying uh, the stool's here. Faith is actually sitting on it, right? Trusting it, relying on it, putting some skin in the game. But on the other end of giving, there's receiving. And if, you, if I try to give you something and you don't receive it, you just robbed a blessing from me over here. Get it? It's not even truly about you. So let me close this up here. Giving and receiving are both God's, cre God's creating, okay? We must learn to do both and prosper in both. Let me give you a piece of practical advice. My rule, um, I struggled with this for a long time as a guy. We're the ones that fight over the checks and things like this, it seems. But I, I established a rule for myself, and I believe that's called discipline. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you and me are at dinner, our families, whatever, and you go to pay for the check, I will say one time, I'll say, oh, are you sure? And if you say yes, I say thank you. That's my rule. And I don't break my rule. You know what I learned? I got a pal and I'm going to pick on him. His name is Ed Sachs. <laughs> He's one of my favorite people on the planet. We are so different. And that's what, he was actually the Paul to my Timothy for years uh, when I was new in ministry. I mean, we just, he had every, all access to my life. And he's such a gentle, not aggressive, wonderful man, which converse those <laughs> lacking things inside of me. Uh, can I tell you a story real quick, though? I'll tell you where sometimes people, God will put different people in your life. One day we're at the church recording a radio show. Alex is strapped to the front of me. He's a year old, just, you know, doing one of these things. You know what I mean? Those baby things. And we come around the building. Here's Ed. Ed is meek. Ed is mild. Ed is a beautiful human being. And all of a sudden these trucker people had parked all their trucks in the, uh, in the parking lot. And I looked down and I saw some divots. And therefore I saw a little bit of red. I was like, oh, was my response. <laughs> that's like, that's my word. Oh, hey, I see you. What are you doing? Ed's like, ah, he's such a, get, I said, come here. Remember my son's right here. I said, what are you doing parking in here, man? I was like, who told you you could park here? Oh, I don't know. I said, well, it wasn't us. We're the only two people who work here. I said, where's your boss, bro? He's like, go over there. I said, go get him. And I wasn't like mean about it, but I was like, oh, that was my demeanor. And the guy came and I said, who told you you could park here, dude? Look what you're doing in this driveway. Ed's like, I want to die right now. He's just, nah. And I said to him, look, man, I don't mind you parking in the parking lot here, but look what you're doing to this place. I mean, people get money to keep this thing. Like, I got a steward. And they're like, how about this? If you let us use it, we'll repay, we'll we re-smooth it out, level it off. I was like, sounds good, right? Good deal. We walk in, Ed is sweating, and he's like, I could never do that. <laughs> Sometimes God will put the opposite person in your life to teach you what they have and to rub some off of you, right? Well, another thing Ed is very good at, on the converse, uh, Ed and I go out to lunch now and again, and I've paid, I think, the last five times. No, it's awesome. I want to, because I'll say to him, hey, you want to go to lunch? We'll go to lunch. He eats like a bird compared to me, too. He's like, I'll have a hot dog. And I'm like, steak, poppers, wings, fries, coke. <laughs> like, but anyway, I'll go to pay for the check. And, oh, thanks. Ed is a very good receiver, a very gracious and humble receiver. And can I tell you that's an endearing quality? Hey, Ed, let me get that. Oh, thanks very much. Isn't that nice? Not only can he receive it, but he receives it well with gratitude. Because guess what, guys? You can't be grateful if you're struggling with receiving. Get it? You won't truly get to gratitude. You're going to be a crappy receiver. Ed is a very good receiver. That's a very godly quality. Graciously receives it. <coughs> I'll say to him, oh, hey, let me get that. Oh, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. So my final thought is this, and then we're done. Seriously, I'm, I'm almost off the stool. 
Receiving is the way that we approach God. Okay? For all who would receive him and would believe on his name, he gave the right to become sons and daughters of God. I'm going to give you one question for a million dollars. Where do you think we learn to receive the spiritual? Probably down here, right? You learn to receive the spiritual by practicing day-to-day becoming good receivers in the material. Does that make sense? Look, I don't know. Okay, that was a little too hippie. I won't go there with it. Sometimes I wonder, you know, God, God gave us life. And some people have the unbalanced idea that we're just like practicing and waiting for heaven. No, that's not true. Some people have this idea that life is all there is and eternity in the mezzanine is not. A, there's, I think there's somewhere in the middle. In other words, I think, yes, we're being refined to, to go off to heaven. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And, and vice versa. So, so I want to say this. Life can give you a lot of opportunities in the physical that will shape your spiritual. And that's what I'm trying to say about receiving. If you can't receive the check, have you really, really received the blood of Jesus Christ with no merit of yours? Have you really received sonship? You can do nothing to add to it. You're not, you don't need to be a good person. You can, st- you can be a bad person and still be loved by God. And if, that's, if that challenges you, maybe receiving on the earth is the place where we can get to the point where we can receive, wait for it, amazing grace. Because if you're struggling around the Christmas tree to receive that really nice thing, how in the heck are you going to receive the blood of the spotless, sinless Lamb of God with no merit of your own? Do we understand that? AJ, you really talk like things in life are never separate and just what they are. Yeah, it seems that way. There's nothing on earth that is not spiritual. Ooh, <laughs> let's sing. Y'all are judging me. Uh, we got to receive the gift of God. So we're going to sing Amazing Grace. Um, I want you to sing it a different way. I want you to sing it a different way today. I want you to sing it in the way of um, understanding the gift giver, God, wanting to emulate the gift giver, but also in the receiver. And, and let's, set, let's challenge our, let's, let's search our hearts this week and see, Lord, how is my receiving, how is my giving? Does it line up with who you want me to be? Good worship team. Let's do this thing. Thanks everybody listening online.